0: The voice of reason, the voice of alarm, the voice of stats, the voice of scouts, the voice of Kool-Aid, the voice of dismay, the voice of Dave-O. Well, if you're like me, it's a bittersweet end to the 2017 season as we have exactly one week left in it. And it's Dave-O, glad you are along for your dish to talk some Royals baseball right here on Clubhouse Conversation. Well, we've been coming with you for the last four seasons on the dish right here. And, of course, also talking to your favorite current and former Royals players. We'll kick off some of the former Royal interviews as the off-season progresses, by the way. Have some more of your favorites here on Clubhouse Conversation. But I want to talk about the final week coming up of the 2017 season and this final homestand of the year as well. And, of course, I say it's a bittersweet end to the year because by now, I think you and I are probably on the same page that... While we will miss seeing the Royals on TV every night and we will certainly miss this group of guys, many of which putting on the Royals uniform for the last time, I think we are also at the same time all ready for the 2017 season to conclude. It's been another disappointing year as things ended up and not really, I hate to say it wasn't a fun year because there were some definite fun moments and we'll kind of recap the whole season here. Oh, about a week and a half from now, when the season ends, we'll come back a couple days after that and, and kind of look back over the year and talk about the off season. So there'll be some time for that coming up. But, you know, I'm not going to say there weren't fun moments throughout the year, because there certainly were. But this definitely is a disappointing season, especially if the Royals don't finish 5-2 and two and get themselves to 500. It would be a gigantic failure if with the biggest payroll in club history and with adding guys at the deadline pitching wise and outfield wise. And with this core together and you know, you know the story, it would be a a giant failure if the Royals can't get to 500 this year for the fifth straight year. So the Royals sit at 76 and 79 after getting waxed eight to one by the white Sox today as Ian Kennedy and now has one start left in a miserable 2017 season. Uh, To me, He is the biggest letdown with the 2017 Kansas City Royals. And certainly offensively, you could look at some guys like Alex Gordon that aren't having the types of years you would have hoped, although Alex is finishing strong, and hopefully that bodes well for next season. But to me, Ian Kennedy is the single most disappointing player on the Royals team this season. It's just been absolutely dreadful. I don't even want to talk about the numbers. We'll recap them all next week. But just, you know, what he's getting paid to do is be an innings eater and and be – quite frankly, a good number three starter for that kind of money, and it's not happening for the Royals. Ian Kennedy is a fringe number five starter the way he's been pitching during the 2017 season, and there is some shoulder fatigue, I'm aware, and hopefully he'll be able to bounce back next year. I'm not totally giving up on Ian Kennedy, but it's certainly been a bad year for him, but I'm not here to talk about singling out players here, so you know, let's get back to the the task at hand, which is kind of looking at the last week of the 2017 campaign. I mean, the Royals disappointing over the weekend to lose two of three to the White Sox. You kind of knew they wouldn't beat Lucas Giolito today, the way the Royals are hitting these days, and just the way that they've done against him in the past and how he's been doing. As far as the playoffs go, I mean, obviously it's over. The Royals are five and a half out of a wild card with seven to go. So even if the Royals went seven and oh, all the Twins would have to do is go two and five. And the Twins still have three games left after Cleveland with the Detroit Tigers after the Royals get them. So, the, you know, the Twins are going to win probably four more games, three, four more games, and the Royals ain't going to go 7-0 at this point. We know that. So, uh, But you'd like to see the Royals go 5-2 and two to get to 500, wouldn't you? Man, that would be five straight years of 500 ball. Which the franchise hasn't done since the early eighties. You go back and look at twenty thirteen, you know, the Royals won seventy two games, seventy two and ninety in two thousand twelve, and then the rapid progression forward begins. You know, you go eighty six and seventy six back in twenty thirteen, that team that was in the playoff hunt till about the last eight, nine days of the season. Then 2014, you go 89 and 73, win the wild card game, make a World Series appearance. You add six more wins the next year, 95 wins, 67 losses in 2015 with the World Series championship. And last year, to me, was not as disappointing as this year at 81 and 81. Because, yes, you'd won the World Series the year before, but it's so common for a World Series team, especially one that's been back-to-back, to struggle. And the Royals were so injury-plagued last year, and not that they haven't been this year, because really the injuries have been horrible this year for the Royals, as has you know, losing a key member of your starting rotation before the year even started, and you're Donovan Tura with that tragedy. To me, though, this year has been absolutely depressing, because you go out before the year and do all you can to make this club better. You know, they signed Brandon Moss coming off 28 home runs, and he's ended up you know, making a run towards 25, but was just miserable for so long and has been bad for the most part this year. He has kind of salvaged the year a little bit, but you went out and added him, right? You went out and, and signed Travis Wood to help bolster the bullpen. You went out and got Jason Hamill when you had to, with the loss of Donovan Ventura. Actually, they didn't have to. David Glass did not have to authorize that, but he did. He was the best available guy at that time. You went out and made trades to get Melky Cabrera and to get Trevor Cahill, who who we heard had the third best curveball in baseball. And Fangrass was all about him. And then we add Ryan Buchter and Brandon Maurer, the closer of the Padres, who throws ninety eight. And you know, you go add all these guys, and you've got guys in final years of their contract, and you know, they had a full winter. Last year to heal after not having the full one the two previous years, and it's just been a complete debacle this year, and it's too bad. And I kind of look back, this season to me ended two different times. The Padres trade, because those guys, once they came over, things have not been the same ever since. And I'm not blaming it all on Brandon Maurer, Ryan Buchter, and Trevor Cahill. Not at all. I'm not saying that they single-handedly tanked the Royals season, but they certainly had their part in blowing a good three or four games. You look at some of Cahill's starts, a couple of them were just absolutely miserable. You look at Maurer blowing a couple games in the 8th and ninth inning, they were absolutely miserable. And to me, the other moment was that game in Oakland where the Royals came from behind and hit two home runs in the the top of the 8th, and they go up four against Oakland, and then Joaquin Soria gives it right back with a 5 or a 6 spot in the bottom of the 8th in early August. That, to me, was when the season ended. I said to myself at that time, this is not going to happen. because I, I knew coming down the stretch, the Royals were going to come down to a race that was very airtight. Down to a two, three, four game window. And if you can't close those kind of games, the Royals had already blown games before that. We've seen Kelvin Herrera struggle all year. Another guy that has certainly been very disappointing this year. But, man, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is so negative. Man, I'm like, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to talk out loud for therapy for both you and I. And to me out if I'm annoying. But I, I'm just kind of looking back at where the season went wrong. And, man, there are so many disappointments this year. But let's be positive here right now. Like I said, the Royals can finish 5-2 and two and get to 500. Will that happen? I don't know. Probably not. But the Royals face the Yankees for one tomorrow. Then they have six at home for the final send off. Now, the Yankees are just three games away magic number-wise from clinching the home wildcard game. So any combination of Yankees wins or Twins losses, three of which will get the Yankees. So the Yankees will still be trying to win tomorrow against the Royals. But obviously with the Twins facing the Cleveland for three, the Yankees have nothing to worry about. The Twins will lose one or two of those games minimum, and the Yankees will, of course, win at least one more game. So the Yankees have the top wild card in the home game secured. They will face the Minnesota Twins most likely in that wild card game. So the Royals probably don't win that game tomorrow, but then they come home. They could still finish five and one, and they, it's very doable actually because you could easily sweep the Tigers. You've got the sixty-two and ninety-four Detroit Tigers coming in. Sweep them. Then you go two and one over the weekend against the Diamondbacks, and you get to five hundred. That's how I see this. The Diamondbacks do come in ninety and sixty six, poised to make a run in the National League with Colorado going the other way. As the Diamondbacks, I believe, I believe their magic or their uh, magic number is actually one now. So by the time they get here on. Friday, the Diamondbacks will have nothing to play for other than keeping their guys healthy and lining up their pitching the way they want it. Now, Zach Grinke, I believe, pitches on Wednesday. He will not pitch here. He will, will pitch the wild card game. For the Diamondbacks, their other stud starter is Robbie Ray, who is supposed to pitch here. If he does pitch here, because he'll pitch game one of the NLDS if they win, if Robbie Ray does pitch here, then I would assume he goes 70-75 pitches. So the Royals really aren't going to get, you know, uh, they'll get half of Arizona's top two starters, maybe, and then a lot of guys not pitching back-to-back days. They're not going to throw their stud relievers back-to-back days. They're going to give a day off to Paul Goldschmidt, a day off to Peralta, and all these different guys. It'll be fun seeing the Diamondbacks though at the K. What a fun team to watch. They can really score some runs, especially in that band box there in the desert where they play. So, the Royals, can they do it? Yes. Will they do it? No. But I think they will win three or four of these last games and, and make a push at it. It's going to be sad to see them probably come up a game or two short of 500. But, with all that said, with the disappointment acknowledged of this season, I think it's important that we try to get out there. If, if you're hearing my voice and you're within a couple hours of Kansas City, I hope you can get out there once or twice or three times this week of the last six home games and, and send off this Cork. What a special run it's been. And Again, we'll do more of a season wrap-up here soon. I don't want to spoil too much and blah-blah too much here. I kind of wanted to do a quick check-in here. It's been a couple of weeks due to a Las Vegas trip and an illness. So It's been a couple of weeks. My bad on that. But I wanted to kind of check in here. Let's send these guys off. You know, and man, you know, we'll talk, we'll have a lot to talk about here. We'll have Jake Lutz join us, the Royals insider, on our postseason edition of The Dish. We'll wrap up the 2017 season and kind of look forward to what we can expect over the winter. Man, there's so many different variables. What an exciting winter it's going to be! We did find out, of course, throughout this week that Ned Yost will be back as skipper and honor of the final year of his contract in 2018 for the Royals. Hopefully that means the whole coaching staff, including Rusty, will be back for another season at least. And hopefully the Royals will be able to bring back some guys to this core. I'll admit that I'm a little horrified with the fact that they're even toying about putting Raul Mondesty in center field so that they can keep Escobar for another year or two. But I will also say I'm not surprised (laughs) in the least, but I hope that doesn't happen. You hear about this guy's range and elite tool shortstop. I don't. I'm not trying to be mean here, but I don't think Alcides Escobar is worth moving his position and worth giving several million dollars to. Although eski again is finishing strong, I like that. I don't love the power because. We'll see him coming back trying to hit home runs next year. If he gets to eight or nine, he's going to say, oh, I knew I was a home run hitter like he does every single March, and it takes him until May 15th to start hitting the ball the other way again and realize he needs to be who he is. But anyway, that's a rant for a different day. Let's hope the Royals can get to 81 and 81. It sure has been a hell of a ride, and I appreciate you listening the last four years here on Clubhouse Conversation, of course, today as well. And like I said, we're not going anywhere. There's plenty more Clubhouse Conversation. I plan for this website to be here for years to come. So enjoy it. Go back and listen to the archived interviews. Subscribe on iTunes, as always, or right here through the website to have all the episodes, both dishes and interviews, downloaded into your iTunes. And there will be some former player interviews coming up throughout the winter. And, of course, check us out on Facebook and Twitter at Royals Clubhouse. It's Dave O, and we'll talk to you again soon with Jake Lutz as we do our Royals wrap-up here coming up in about a week. Go Royals! Finish out strong. Hope you can make it out to the K and Give these guys a big standing ovation because it sure has been a hell of a ride.